Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Sometimes I guess me down, you know. I'm sure you get to be into. Welcome to another in a series of interviews and sounds of Chicago government. I'm Dave Glowitz. In this episode, you'll hear from members of Chicago's Use of Force Community Working Group. The working group was formed in the summer of 2020, intended to give community feedback to the Chicago Police Department in its efforts to reform as mandated by the 2019 Federal Consent Decree. The comments you'll hear came from a public meeting of the Community Commission on Public Safety and Accountability that took place on March 30, 2023. In the comments, members of the Use of Force Working Group told how they observed police department training on the use of force and gave their frank criticisms. I'm Michael Harrington. I serve as co-chair of Network 49, and I'm also a member of the Use of Force Community Working Group. Commissioners, we urge you to take action to improve Chicago's multi-million dollar police training program, which teaches officers to fear Chicago residents as potential threats, fails to minimize police violence, and also teaches them how to justify or cover it up. Use of Force Community Working Group members are here tonight to report on some of the many issues detailed in our analysis of what happens at the Chicago Police Training Academy. Our report, Chicago Police Training Teaches Officers That Their Lives Matter More Than Community Lives, cites problems and improvement solutions. We documented serious concerns about how training is conducted, what officers are and are not taught, and what they do and don't learn about using force as they serve and protect Chicago residents. Chicagoans believe police training is a foundation of professional policing. Yet what are the human and financial costs when training fails, is inadequate, and teaches something that is contrary to official policy and our values? I think about those costs when I recall the terror I felt years ago when six plainclothes police officers suddenly pulled out their guns and handcuffed me one morning during a police stakeout at a CTA station. They wanted to capture a robbery suspect who supposedly looked like me. It was a case of mistaken identity. I got no apologies after they released me that night. When working to improve police training, we must acknowledge who is hurt most by its failure. Black Chicago residents remain 13 times more likely than whites to be victims of police misconduct and 11 times more likely to be victims of police violence. Chicago police policies state that the highest priority must be the sanctity of all human life. Officers must prioritize de-escalation and use the least amount of force necessary. However, during our time at the police academy, we discovered that officer training teaches the opposite due to fundamental flaws in its design and implementation. Thank you. My name is Aaron Gottlieb. I'm an assistant professor at the University of Chicago and also a member of the Use of Force Working Group. I'm going to talk a bit about the training. The most basic jobs of a student are attendance and attention. Chicago officers do well on attendance because they're required and paid to do so. However, attention was where many failed. Most officers arrived at the training exhausted, set in their ways, and resistant to change, particularly about how they use force. CPD must design training to target officers who are resistant to the new policies on use of force. There's also not enough time devoted to training. There are too few quality instructors, 
there are far too many students per instructor. I think the number is something about 30 students per instructor. Some officers sent to training fall asleep in class. We observe that because they worked the night before. But also, the training undermines its own policy and encourages the problematic culture that led to the consent decree in the first place. It does not teach officers that the department's priority is the sanctity of human life. Specifically, a lot of the focus is really on making sure that the number one priority is that the officers get home safely, but there isn't the same emphasis on community members all getting home safely. There's also a lack of community perspective in the training. Officers are never asked to consider scenarios involving interaction between officers and community members from the perspective of the community members. In addition to teaching empathy, community participation would give officers perspective on how to be a better de-escalate conflict and minimize the need to use or escalate force. And I just wanted to add one final note. It appears to me that the training is largely a box-checking exercise in terms of how much time is spent on training. I've been informed that when police get a failing score on the training, which is only below a 70, they are required to take the test again. But in the interim, they are still allowed to be in the field with a weapon. If I fail the driving test, I would not be allowed to drive until I pass the test. That is not apparently the case here. My name is Ben Postone. I'm a student at the University of Chicago Law School and a member of the Use of Force Working Group. As a part of the working group this past summer, I observed CPD's new use of force training. More than that, I participated in a number of the hands-on training scenarios that involved implementing the lessons officers were supposed to have learned in the classroom. The scenarios included unloaded guns and tasers to be used as necessary. What I observed during these scenarios was deeply troubling. In every scenario, when faced with uncertainty, officers drew their guns and pointed them at the simulated community members. Pointing a gun at a person is a use of deadly force. As every firearms trainer in America teaches, you must not point a gun at a person unless you are prepared to kill them. Having a gun pointed at you is a life-altering trauma. This is especially true when children are the ones at whom the gun is pointed. After CPD pointed assault rifles at three-year-old Daviana Simmons, her doctor described her suffering as the worst case of child PTSD he had ever seen. CPD practice on gun pointing is not just a threat to community members, but also to the officers themselves. Drawing their guns and approaching people in uncertain conditions during the simulations almost always placed officers in more danger than the situation required. A gun is a weapon. It's not a shield. It is long past time that the CPD follow national best practice and change its policy and training to prohibit officers from pointing their guns at people except when they present an immediate threat of death or serious bodily harm to another person. The commission must exercise its policymaking authority to recommend this sorely needed change. Another child should not be forced to cower with a loaded CPD assault rifle pointed in their face. That's all we've got for this episode. If you'd like to see the Use of Force Working Group's written report on the police department's use of force training, see the description of this episode at shygov.com by going to the Chicago menu and choosing public safety. As always, listeners, we welcome your questions, your comments, and your suggestions for future reports. Get those to us using email via comment at chigov.com. Using Facebook, find us at facebook.com slash insidegov. And on Twitter, find us at chigovt. I'm Dave Glowett. Thanks for listening. I want you to-